I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome aboard. I'm Michael, and I'll be your pilot for your journey to Raz Al-Khaimah, or as the locals call it, Rack. I'm back. <laughs> and so at the Ramblers, it's the Football Ramble, and I'm joined by the usual lot. <laughs> Haven't said that for a while, have I? No. no. Um, Pete's here. Yes, yes. Luke is here. Hello. All right. And James or Jim is also here. I am also here. Uh, gentlemen, apparently, I think it's safe to say the current England captain has been a bit naughty of late. Yeah. Mm. That is the inspiration for the opening question. Uh, who is your favourite England captain, or, or certainly a memorable one, in, uh, through the annals of time? Don't say there was no Arnold involved. OK. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's news to me. <laughs> I'd like... Uh, go on, Luke, you're uh, chomping at the bit. All right, um... I'm going to go for Captain Marvel, Brian Robson. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of... Uh, Clever. Two or three reasons for this. One, okay. he was the England captain when my sort of football awakening happened. And I think we can all agree what a wonderful awakening it was. And two, um, <laughs> he was he was a captain who led by example. You know, he did it all. And he sort of... Mm. He said, this is how it's done. Follow me and you'll be all right. Much all, like yourself all, with the Ramble team. My shoulder's gone again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, the hardest working man in the world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was, it was his um, international career, some would say, was unfairly cut short uh, in major tournaments because at 86 and in 90 he had to go home um, early through injury. Yeah. Mm. Um, but apart from that, he was all action, like Pete said, he, he was yeah. very, very hard working and he had, had a wonderful amount of ability as well. So he I'm got some go goals in 82. He did. No, he scored a very fast goal in the World Cup, 27 was. seconds. Was it against Morocco, Marcus, in 82? I think it was against France. Actually. Was it against France? Okay, think, forgive me. And, and a lot of people think... Um, I think you think this as well, Luke. That it was the <laughs> fastest World Cup goal. In, I, I in was history. I was under the impression that at the time it was the fastest goal in the World Cup. I'm under the impression that it was a goal in a match. I, I can't quite remember. I think it was Czechoslovakia versus Mexico. What year? Um, it was black and white. You're not having it if you don't know the year. And uh, <laughs> 1957. Uh, and <laughs> not even a World Cup yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put it to the listeners anyway. But anyway, it was a very fast goal. He was a wonderful England captain. Let's move on. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that is a good point. He was a wonderful England captain. And yeah. let's move on. James. Uh, well, you know, obviously there's been a lot of great captains over, over the years. But as someone who sort of grew up um, really on football in the 90s, I'm going to go for bird's eye. Um, brought me a lot of happy memories. <laughs> oh, what he's done there is he's made uh, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you could cut a laugh in. 
someone later. That'd be good. No, no, I was genuinely baffled by that. Jez. I thought, what? <laughs> I thought, do you know what I thought in my head? I'm thinking, That's, that was Tony Adams' nickname, and I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, that's I, was, I was convinced you were going to go for Tony Adams. Yeah, well, I am, I am going to go for Tony okay, Adams. Okay, okay. Um, and in case you didn't hear the question, it was England captains. <laughs> okay, nothing, Jeff, nothing I don't know to do. I got the memo, but I, I do the spurious, thoughtless, <laughs> non football related <laughs> shit around Well, you can have Captain yes. Planet. I don't know about football. I'll have Captain Planet. There's loads of things you can do with Captain Planet. Like, if they all got ill, would he die? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Tony Adams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to sum up, yeah. Tony Adams. <laughs> this, is, this is the state of play here when I have to look to you, Pete, to get it back to some kind well, of sensible was, realm. Well, Brian go- Robson was all right. Oh, that's a distant memory. He was all right. <laughs> he had a drink or two, but he was all right. <laughs> Great um, manager as well. Look, this Hang is on. the football ramble. Decorum will prevail. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. <laughs> I've got. Um, uh, I was going to go for uh, David Platt, but I kind of like. I kind of wanted Brian Robson now. Can I have Brian Robson? <laughs> you think of a new one? Well, you can, but it will it will reduce I, your chance of getting the points. Well, well I was going to throw in Robert Lee because I was convinced that he Robert did it. For one, Lee. I'm, I'm sure he did it for one match. I'm sure he did it for one match, and it, I remember being very proud. Newcastle aren't England. Yeah, why not? It go, might have been him just playing. Why not for go it? for Rule Fox? It's his likely. Rule Rule Robert Lee never happened. Let's keep it to things Robert that actually Lee happened. Never happened. Things that actually took place. He was the people's captain. Robert Lee was unfairly sidelined for both England and Newcastle, though, I think we can all agree. Dear, I'm regretting turning up tonight. Yeah. Um, We're regretting you turning up as well. I wish you weren't our captain. (laughs) Actually, I'm the Ramble captain, so that's self appointed. Sorry, sorry, thanks, listeners. Uh, Pete, who are you going for then? Oh, I'll go for David Platt then. Good. Because I liked his volleys. David Platt, 27 England goals in 53 caps, I believe I'm right. Mm. That is a wonderful record. That is a superb record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did captain him many times, though David Platt. He, he, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't one of your big captains. He wasn't one of your big players. He wasn't a Bobby Moore or a Billy Wright. That's mm. right. Or a Dad of the Year. You're going to go for the current captain, Dad of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Dad of the Year. Oh, uh, I'm going to go for Bobby Moore and take the points. Oh, <laughs> well, he's the only World Cup winning one, so yeah. You can have it, so yeah. up all of yours. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's move on to uh, to John Terry. Um, Dad of the Year. Do you? Th- I mean, that's what that's what Wayne Bridge's missus said. Hey! <laughs> Somebody stop me! Oh I'm making rubbish jokes. John Terry. I mean, by the time that some people may listen to this, the uh, decision may have been made. But do you think he should be stripped of the captaincy? It's just a funny one, isn't it? Because I mean, obviously, it should relate to what he does on the pitch. But if what he relate, what he what, sorry, if what he does off of the pitch is causing divisions within the squad, then well, it's a really, really serious thing. It's, I, think, I think it sort of hinges on Wayne Bridge's form, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> that should make him ca- captain. Just like a sympathy <laughs> vote. Yeah. Maybe that's what, what what should happen if you get your missus stolen, you become the captain. And it just rotates around. Mm, it'd be a very weak society that we breed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's difficult, though, isn't it? Because I mean, he he presumed this happened a very long time ago, uh, and he, he brought he put out that injunction and, uh, and stuff. Super be, injunction. Why, yeah. Why didn't he sort of admit it at the time and sort of say? This may very well go up the swanee a couple of years down the line. I think something that's become sort of abundantly clear about John Terry, and it sort of answers your question as well, Pete. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of foresight. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. <laughs> mm. So all these actions of, of, of not just the actions, but his alleged adulterous nature of 
um, of showing, but in general, mm, like- and also, sorry, Jones. Uh, he basically the, the thing about it is though for me is that he's not done anything wrong legally in the eyes of the law. So he's not committed a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he's not. But what he has done is caused massive divisions, presumably within the camp, the England camp. But lots of people have told me that he's he's never been that popular in England anyway. So oh, really? well, so well, I, I don't obviously I don't know them all, but that's what I've heard. Um, so if it if it genuinely does detract from his job, which is presumably galvanising the squad ahead of a World Cup, then he should step down. But at the same time, just to finish, I don't really want him to step down because I don't want him to have the dignity of, of playing the big man, in quotes, yeah. and admitting his mistake. I want him to be sidelined. And for my money, he should be replaced by Wayne Rooney. Mm. That's a kind of a catch-22 then there. You, you don't want him to step down, but... I'd like, to, I'd like to. I'd like to remove him as, yeah. from his captaincy role. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's Capello's decision, and he needs to see yeah. how the players are reacting. Yeah. I mean, when are the next going to meet? Well, they've it's got the, a friend against Egypt. Is that third of March? I think. Yeah. Do you think the FA have, have passed the buck here to Capello? No, I think it's Cape- it's down to Capello to do that. I think they're actually in, in agreement with the FA there. They've got to let their manager do do his job, the, even in a situation yeah. as sort of high profile as this. It's odd that the only time we tend to agree with the FA is when they do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they do nothing. Oh, yeah, well, that's a, uh, that just happens to be the right decision. That's fine. But, I mean, he's weighing in pain glasses, he's doing... Well, that's, another, that's exactly it. Yeah. Parking in disabled bays and just paying the fine. Yeah, you I mean, well, if, I, if I remind everybody that actually... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that the the, uh, the ramble was quite against John Terry being the captain in the first place. Well, we place. were, yeah. I think we should, well, we agreed it should have been Rio. I think, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. but now, I but don't then know. he's got a four match ban. <laughs> <He's> so, <got, laughs> you know, also the, another point needs to be made just briefly is that it's not the England captaincy um, for football isn't as important for rugby and for cricket and for some other sports. We we all know that because obviously in other sports like that they help to pick the squad and things like that. But that doesn't yeah. really happen so much sure. in football. So it is chiefly. Um, in my opinion, when you get to that level of football, the captain is, especially for your country, is a, is a chiefly an ambassadorial role. So that's right. That's you're, right. You're, well, that's why Beckham was so good. Well, exactly. Beckham, one or two minor indiscretions, allegedly, but he's not consistently proven himself to just be an almighty twat. Yeah. So, which John Terry's doing. So, for me, that is a very important point as well. He should, he should um, realise that he doesn't have to think about himself the whole time. He should just do, do, do the decent thing once in yeah. a while. And, and, and to that end, he's shown himself to be consistently the wrong choice yeah. in terms of a person of character to be the captain of the English squad. And, and I think that's why he should no longer be doing it. Like, mm. Even a month ago with the uh, sort of doing tours around Chelsea, like for, mm. uh, yeah. tout, for like notable touts and stuff, it just yeah. reeks of him being a, 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 an all-round cock, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a Jimmy Bullard. Yeah. <laughs> it's got... It, oh, it, seriously, the only reason I say Wayne Rooney is because it's got to be someone who's definitely going to start. Yeah. yeah, well, very true. And Glenn Hoddle, I know you're a fan, Marcus, Glenn Hoddle made a, a point where... Well, post-managerial career, I'm a fan, yeah. No, it, he was well, a bit of a what's it when he He speaks a lot of sense, though, and, and he said... I know he says some silly he's things. A he's a good yeah, pundit. He, he's actually said, what you should do, in his opinion, is you should give the captaincy to your best player. Give it to your best player. He leads the team out. Yeah. He strikes fear in the in the hearts of the opposition. Yeah. You know the Fr- French did it to great success with Platini. You know it would work for England. And I think personally, I think it would be the making of Rooney as well. Do you think they're I not think maybe so. worried about derailing Ray- uh, Wayne Rooney's form by just sort of giving yeah. him some extra burden because he's in the form of his life at the moment? Mm. He's absolutely scintillating. But you know what? He's, chances are he's going to do one of those things where he runs after a player and totally destroys him. Mm. And gets sent but off. it might be the making of him. But maybe as a captain, he might not do that. Yeah. It was for Beckham. More responsibility. Yeah, and that's a very very good point. Yeah. 
Beckham, Beckham was very sort of tempestuous when he was younger. It's easy to forget that. Mm. And he was he was sort of very unpopular player actually for mm. a long time. Yeah, Beckham, he really turned it around. And I think yeah, the captaincy for England was a big part of that. I think obviously there was a lot of talk about Stephen Gerrard, and as long as he can DJ in the dressing room, I'm sure there won't be any problems. <laughs> but he's fallen short, Gerrard. He's, he's been given yeah. the opportunity. Do you not know think Andy's Rio Ferdinand then? But he's not guaranteed to start, is he? He's, he's well, hardly played. Yeah. Lampard. Yeah. Well, I think I'm pretty well, sure Lampard Rio, could be. I'm pretty sure Rio Ferdinand is the vice captain, so it would it would fall to him. I think Gerrard's the vice captain. Is he? Yeah. Oh, mate, if, if that's the case, then yeah. uh, that's for me, Gerrard. Let himself down. I don't think he performs to the highest level. You know, I'm not a massive fan of him at international level anyway. But but if he's going to play, to be fair, I mean, if he can just captain, like you know, he might he may not play the best football he's ever played for England. But I mean, if if he's got one job on the pitch is to g him up, God knows mm. he can do that. If true, it makes him play like he plays for Liverpool, then I mean, it could be yeah, a very well, yeah. positive. But, thing it, as well. it, only, but it was only the other yeah, week, true. wasn't it, that you boys were saying you'd start Joe Cole ahead of Gerrard? I, I would. Yeah. I would yeah. do that. I mean, we're talking fully fit to the best of ability. Joe Cole performs. Uh, to the best of his ability for England. I don't think yeah. Steven Gerrard does. Well, um, I think at the end of the day we'll probably be uh, quite FA-like and leave the decision up to Capello. Yeah. Um, but because well, uh, we've got no choice, yeah. we've got no sway over yeah, it. Don't, don't point out our, uh, like, the fact that we have no sway yeah. in this. Anyway, on the phone, uh, listeners, uh, John Terry. All right, John. <laughs> right, he's gone. He's gone. Last weekend. Manchester United beat Arsenal 3-1 at the Emirates. Are Arsenal out of the title race? I would say so, but then I've never really had a great amount of faith they were sort of really in it. I think there's maybe a sort of cosmetic kind of title challenge <laughs> I had going on for a little while. Um, I just I think it, it's so clear the gulf between Arsenal and Chelsea from the two games they've played, both at the Emirates as well. Three goals and, at Chelsea yeah. scored and Manchester United. I mean, it, it just shows the difference between sort of the, the top two almost now and everybody else. And I think uh, they're just not as good. Arsenal just aren't as good as those sides, and they're never going to catch them up purely because of that. I would argue. Well, there's rumours of um, that Fabregas was saying afterwards. He kind of then well. Come summertime, I want to go back to Spain. He said, oh, "Come on, you know, I, I can't be getting beat three-one." I yeah. think I think Fabregas has wanted to go back to Spain for a while, but I think he's he wants to. He loves Arsenal as well. Yeah, yeah. but you know. Chelsea are the best team in the, in the league. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's definitely the case, and that has been the case as far as I'm concerned since the summer. And I, I knew that would be the case. You know, Manchester United aren't as strong as they were last year. But United should beat them at Stamford Bridge, though. But what I'm trying to say is the difference is for me. I genuinely think Chelsea are three on uh, three goals better than Arsenal. Yeah. But I don't think Manchester United are three goals better well, than Arsenal. In a way, that's what's a more disappointing. Yeah. Well, I think the weirdly the sort of the sort of comfort you take from it is from an Arsenal fan is that Arsenal were terrible, really, like so much worse than they they are. They had a really really bad day at the office on top of playing a very good side in very very good form. And Gal Clichy since coming back has been woeful on occasions. Like really guilty of some really just sort he of got basic mistakes. by Ashley Young yeah. against Villa. He yeah. was getting turned all over the place. Even Bolton. He sort of made yeah, some silly clearances. And, well. I mean, Alan Hansen was saying that for the Parks goal, um, for the Park, yeah. the Jason Parks goal, yeah. um, it was some of the worst defending he's ever seen. He always says that, but it was really, really <laughs> poor. He just didn't make a decision. He just, well, by the time he did, it was just massively too late. Yeah. It was just really basic stuff. I just don't yeah. think there's there's any chance of a of a title challenge from from any team in the league apart from obviously Chelsea. I just think that. Um, Second place is the only target, really. I don't, even I don't f- even for Man United. Even for Man United. Yeah, because Rooney's 
carrying it. Rooney is carrying. papering over of the cracks of a very, very poor, not a very poor, but Injury, very average. A, a lot of injuries, though, you can't forget. Yeah, but I mean, teams get injuries, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean? just like, part of that's it. Isn't just, it? Yeah. Well, they've been particularly uh, decimated. That's also a big problem with Arsenal as well. I mean, Wenger sort of is taking such a massive, massive gamble and leap of faith by just assuming Robin Van Persie's not going to have a, an injury throughout a season. He's never done a full season. <laughs> He's never come close to it. And it, The squad's too thin. Well, moving across London, Fulham are uh, not doing too well of late. Dropped down the league a bit, although they do play... Uh, Portsmouth soon. Yeah, so I should be going to that, and I'll no doubt that'll be just the thing they need to kickstart their, <laughs> their league season. But, um, Do you mean but, entertaining you? Yeah, they will. Yeah. Villa are playing well of late. Well, they're a good side. Yeah, beat uh, Fulham at the Cottage. Agbon Lahore. Oh, Martin O'Neill was gutted about Wenger, wasn't he? Yeah, he's gutted. Mm. He couldn't believe it. It was one of those. He, he was incandescent with rage <laughs> at, at Arsene Wenger. It's a good word. He really was rage. And I think Wenger's been a bit naughty there. But one of the things that people don't pick up on, and it's pretty basic, and for some reason no one picks up on it, is that your top managers, like your, your Ferguson's, your Mourinho's, your Wenger's, they always look to take pressure off their team. Yeah. So if Arsenal get a result a nil-nil at home to Villa. Or, or away to Villa. Whatever it is, and, and they expect to win, or expect to do better, it, it doesn't matter the game. Wenger will always come up with something as a reason why, and he yeah. chose the reason against Villa, oh, they played a long ball game. What he's doing is he's taking the pressure off his team. Yeah, of course he's, he is, yeah. and, But why don't people pick up on that enough? You know, mm. people don't... The, 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 the sort of terrible journalists and journalists who, who write about football don't sort of say, oh, well... Arsenal lost because this or didn't win because of this, this and this. They sort of say, "Oh, Wenger this, Wenger that," and, and the whole yeah. match report sometimes, evening in quality yeah, because newspapers. They love the sensation. Yeah, it's they weird. Love though. The, I think it's strange. They love the um, the, the sitcom side or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know the uh, pantomime side yeah. of football, whatever you want to call yeah. it. You know, in the championship, uh, Danny Welbeck, who we spoke about on uh, the football ramble extra, D Well, D Well, D Well, dead set for the England squad. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely, D-Well, he scored a lovely little chip on his, uh, I believe it was his debut for, for Preston and a 2-0 win against Roy Keane's Ipswich. Which Manchester United player went to Preston and did really well on loan? David Beckham. Correct! Said that on the Ramble Extra last I oh, did, yeah. 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 I'll just say it. Knew it anyway, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knowledge fans. Why are you saying it to me when I was the one that said it? All right. Move on. Um, but we, we're not going to move on. <laughs> um, uh, we, uh, <laughs> Preston are up to 11th. Ipswich down in 21st. He's not doing the uh, the same job he did with Sunderland, bringing no, them right no. up. But I, I maintain that Roy Keane spent a lot of money while at Sunderland. Yeah, he did. Well, he, he, he was cherry-picking players. It's true. Yeah, exactly. But people never <laughs> say this. Even in the championship? Like, yeah, no, he did. Because everyone's right. scared of him, James. Yeah, no, but it, people <laughs> are always like, oh, but he, he worked miracles. It's like, yeah, but he had a, like he had a lot of money at his disposal and just added players like every week, if I remember yeah. it rightly. Yeah. Still got to make it work. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, Derby County beat Forest in the... In Quite the, literally. In the big, in the <laughs> yeah. big Derby. Yeah. Uh, as James... Hints at there was no, a scuffle at the end of Nigel the Nigel Clough allegedly gave Billy Davis a bit of a kick. Yeah, did he? Didn't, yeah. no, like he kneed him in the back of his knee. Was it? Yeah. What was it? when you do that chicken thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. chicken leg, <laughs> chicken <laughs> leg. <laughs> Where I come from, that's called the jackknife, Pete. The jackknife. Yeah, it's interesting. A colloquial nice. alternative. Chicken yeah. leg. But I don't like Billy Davis. Now I've said it. He talks about himself in the third person too much. He talks about himself in the third person too much. Mm. It's literally like he was so, saying, well, if Billy Davis wants to make a complaint about someone attacking Billy Davis, then Billy Davis will do that. <laughs> you know, Nans I, do that. Luke, Luke does that as well. Yeah, but I only do it as a joke, aren't I? Like, <laughs> I'm not like Craig David. I don't do it all the, you know, all the, all, all the time. You don't record it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I, I always forget what a huge match Derby v Forest is. That's so forgive you know, me. That's because you hate me. each other. I know they do. Yeah. 
It's glorious. Well, they've all, there's a bit of, um, there's always a subtext there at the moment because Blue Davis obviously used to manage Derby, yes. Nigel Clough's a Forest legend, there's loads of stuff going on. That's right, loads of stuff. Mm. And it's, it's a shame for Forest because they're on a massive run and they, they wouldn't have liked to have lost that game in any circumstances. But, but Forest looked like they could not lose a match yeah, recently. They, yeah, oh, um, they've absolutely. been immense. Well, Robbie Savage and Derby had other ideas. Um, uh, Cardiff uh, beat Doncaster 2-1 at home. Did you see Michael Chopra's goal? I haven't seen that one, no. Beauty. Is it a good one? Yeah. Lovely ball um, from Whittingham, who's a good player as well. Peter Whittingham, yeah, he is good. And uh, it was... No, I nearly said Burke and Vest there. I apologise. <laughs> James was almost like the go at you then. <laughs> yeah. He that. took I it down really it. nicely and then yeah. smashed it in. But they were very lucky there, Cardiff. They, that was a, the epitome of a game of two halves. Cardiff, Cardiff were all over Doncaster. Doncaster were a poor side. But then Doncaster came roaring back. Cardiff and shouldn't have lost the game. And in the last minute, uh, Boothroyd scored the, the winner. Boothroyd. Cardiff were getting... You could play Serie A. He did. Mm. He did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> do you remember him committing like the, uh, almost assault on well, a Norwich player? Yeah, when he was at Blackburn. Yeah, yeah, just, I remember that. Now he, sorry, James, he just really this guy was sort of hurrying the ball away from him. He just got really frustrated and just properly kicked his leg, just like <laughs> with full yeah. force. No attempt to even pretend he was playing football. Oh, and he did he what I love, yeah. where he, uh, he didn't even bother looking for the red card; just walked straight off. Yeah. He, knew <laughs> yeah. he didn't even bother waiting; just that's, walked off. Uh, that's what I, you don't see enough of. No, like, it's just, a dying art. Unnecessary that. kick, just just off the ball, <laughs> like a, a punch. <laughs> you don't see a punch to the face anymore. No. You don't. Oh, I missed that. I think, think that's what you're doing. Eh? I think that should be only given as a two match ban rather than a three because it's effectively pleading guilty <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so you get lenient yeah. <laughs> good night ladies and gentlemen yeah, yeah. I didn't try and plead my case I owned up like your mum said when you were young you just own up it'll be alright yeah, it's yeah, fine yeah, I'm only going to ground you for a week and not two it's, Marcus, right, Marcus yeah. that's an excellent point thank you very much I, I just want to say to that Cardiff are getting very good attendances at the moment that's a fair play well, a new stadium Yeah. the transfer window has shut <laughs> Yeah, that's know. it shutting. Oh, that? a, a clap. 24 yeah. hours too late, that's is, it shutting. Is, is, yeah. <laughs> I've got a better noise, hang on, hang on. The transfer window has shut. Oh, <laughs> 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 You've actually pulled it off its hinges, Pete. Pete's just broken no, a bit no. of our studio, trying what? to do a live sound effect. What's he doing, is it? That's what the FA's transfer window would do, though. It'd definitely break and fall <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. I appreciate that's that. That's probably how Benjani slipped in. After the deadline, but the door broke, so the he hinge, got in there. Hinges. Yeah, yeah. And it, all, Sunderland, it all hinges on that. <laughs> Sunderland yeah. basically said, yeah, well, basically, our fax machine was broken, so we need to sign them now. And the yeah. FA were like, all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and their emails didn't work. Yeah, but as we've... Why do they do everything by fax? Yeah. I know I've said this before, but it's mental. Harry Redknapp should have been like, God, that's, is that how you do it? I could, I'll do that now. <laughs> <laughs> At least five more players I want to sign. Yeah. I like how like, the Scotland window closes, like, six hours later or something. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's different for each country, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah, that's because yeah. they're slower, Scotland. They're just generally slower. <laughs> they wake up six hours later. Um, but uh, Robbie Keane's gone to Celtic. Yeah, I didn't see that coming this early. I thought he'd go sort of later in his My career. goodness. It's now, only a loan, isn't it? You know, if we're going to stereotype, did you see some of the fans they were interviewing outside Celtic <laughs> Park? <laughs> incoherent men. <laughs> was it Incoherent men? <laughs> that's their nickname. <laughs> the Incoherent men. <laughs> Come on, you Incoherent men. Uh, we are the Incoherent men. <laughs> Yeah, Robbie Keane, um, it's interesting how another little sort of um, example of how Redknapp works. He signed Keane back from Liverpool and was like, oh, I've always wanted him, he's a great player. And now he's like, he was actively offering him around to West Ham and to all sorts of players to get rid of him, to get Eileger Johnson in, who, yeah. for my money, 
you know, he's not scored for a long time. Okay, he's not played an awful lot recently, but he's no better than Robbie Keane. I don't think you could argue he's better than Robbie Keane. Keane's been getting a lot of, like, not abuse, but a lot of sort of criticism from Spurs fans recently. He's been performing well, poorly, is, though, I think, yeah. in fairness. Because it, it's really funny that he just moved away for such a short amount of time and it still affected his game really massively. Redknapp just likes signing players. He gets a bit of a rush from it. He likes using yeah. the fax machine. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> he, can't, he can't go for a transfer window without signing the Maybe just it like. really is that he just can't get over the fax machine. It's like, you write on a bit of paper, <laughs> right, and you put it in, dial a number, and they get it on the other end. Yeah. It's um, in, in handwriting. It's yeah. amazing. He's holding the, like, the wire up looking for the piece of paper in the wire. Like, where, where is it? How does yeah. it fit in there? And then some new lad turns up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that um, Pompey almost signed... Um, uh, uh, Manuel Fernandez from Valencia. That would have been a great sign. Are you joking? No, well, basically, this is brilliant. I spoke to my mate about it, and he it said... It didn't that, happen, though. Did it? No, no, it didn't happen. He didn't get yeah. it through in time. He didn't get the paperwork done in time. Oh, Should have done the old broken facts line. But, um, <laughs> so, but Manuel Fernandez was going to go to Inter. So my mate, based on Pompey, rung me. And said, Inter yeah. or Pompey? Yeah, well, he said, I think Pompey is signing Manuel Fernandez. And I said, well, I thought he was going to Inter. And he went, yeah, but he failed a, med- failed a medical. He's got a dodgy knee. And I, <laughs> and I, said, <laughs> I said, well, how is he getting some of Pompey then? And he went, because Pompey's medical involves run to the shop and get me a pint of milk and come back. <laughs> and it, they do it within ten minutes. They, they, they pass. <laughs> but I didn't get it through in time, unfortunately. Oh, shame. Uh, Victor Moses, we talked about before, of Crystal Palace, is going to Wigan. Well, he's, he's there, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Unless he's walking there, he'd be there by now. Part, part of me was slightly disappointed that he didn't go to someone um, a little bit bigger. Newcastle were in for him, uh, but he chose Wigan over been, Newcastle. Oh, well, I'd well, have been gutted if It's early days, there. though, isn't it? It's probably good that he's going to progress at a well, that's more right. sensible rate. That's right, yeah. I think under Martinez as well, a bit more yeah, of a... Yeah, Martinez is it's a football player manager. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And, and, and Moses plays football, you know. Do you know what I think it comes down to? <laughs> in the purest way, I don't know, obviously. No, but he does play nice football. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think that it comes down to whether you think you're the sort of player who's going to develop more by playing at a high level of football on a Saturday or you're going to develop more by being around quality players because if rumours are to be believed like Barcelona room for him mm. I mean, would, he learn, Madrid, yeah. would he learn more from being with them every day in training like, and, and Iniesta Xavi or would he learn more from actually playing he obviously yeah. thinks that he'd prefer to play so he's gone to Wigan and I'm I think that's good luck sure. to him I'm not sure I believe those rumours that's probably just agents talking yeah about. I don't believe your face James well you should because yeah. it's here um, <laughs> to stay. <laughs> um, uh, Adam Johnson's gone to City. Mm, I don't think that's any surprise. Good he scored a couple of good goals mm. for Middlesbrough last weekend. I think he's a good player, Adam Johnson. Now, he was another one a couple of... Was it a, a year and a half ago or something? There was huge rumours about him. And again, Real Madrid were mentioned, yeah. as they seem to be, yeah. with a lot of uh, a lot of players. But yeah, no, he'll be um, he'll be there. Will he get much game time, though? That's game time! Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, mean, well, I hope so because well, I think he's a good young player. Will A. Joe get much game? Time? <laughs> you could be talking about Andy Johnson. I just don't know. <laughs> He'll get plenty of game time. Did you see, yeah. did you see how um, average uh, Stephen Ireland was for Manchester City at the weekend? By the way, I'm not having that oh, talk in here. He was awful. Portsmouth absolutely. Pompey did, were, did were all right. Yeah, I was. In, I was. We lost six 0 there last season. I was. <laughs> and I, and it's, things haven't exactly pro- improved since then. <laughs> so I was. I was worried. But um, yeah, we did all right. Yeah, one, yeah. one off the bar, unlucky. It's good yeah. to see Santa Cruz in the stand with his uh, little cup of tea and his wife. What? <laughs> just, just, just a shot of him. A cup of tea and his yeah. wife in that order. <laughs> That's it. Um, Rabinho has gone to Santos. Him and Pele, best mates again now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he arrived in a helicopter, didn't he? So yeah, thousands of yeah, fans. It was, it was Kevin Keegan esque, but the other yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> you know. When the hell he got to come down, I was like, "Is they signed Jens Lehmann?" <laughs> 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 no, but Pele used to slag off. Um, 
Old Rabina, didn't they? Oh, did. Pele! Now they're mates. What's the expression? Hunts with a he- runs with a fox and hunts with a hare. Or yeah, yeah. Is, I know yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah, so- yeah. Someone said to me, "Oh, it's not like Pele to tack his uh, yeah. colours to something vaguely popular." Someone from mm. the someone from the country emailed and tell me what that expression actually is. Yeah, um, yeah he's, uh, he's he's gone to Santos, and as the boys have suggested that, or well, not suggested, they've said he um, arrived on the pitch uh, in a helicopter with Pele to be greeted by thousands of fans, and he said, "I'm very happy uh, all of you are here." Which I suppose is the least he could have said. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a great love for Santos. I'll try in every match to make you happy with a Santos victory. Although they were moaning about him when he left Santos, but I think in Brazil they, they quickly forget such things because yeah. they love the big player in Brazil. It yeah. cannot mm. be um, understated. understated mm. You know, I, th- I think Robinho's turning into like a Rivaldo figure who just disappears at about twenty-six and just. Goes to you reckon? Goes to That's a prediction, Pete. Well, without, without, we'll be remembering it without any of the goals on this guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, Rivaldo actually he did stay around a bit longer, but yeah. Rubinho actually. Um, well, I was chatting to Rupert, our yeah. good friend and uh, fellow Ramble football player. Oh, he's my friend, but you know him as well. Well, okay, yeah. that's not how he tells it. Um, <laughs> from SouthAmericanFootball.co.uk, bloody good website. Yeah. Um, he was saying because I was asking him about Rubinho, and he was saying that actually a lot of people forget that Robinho was a huge part of Real Madrid when they won the league, when Beckham was there. Yeah. Massive mm. part. Yeah. Absolutely ma- like, it, it, I mean, Rupert was even saying he won them that league. Yeah. You know, he really mm. came of age, and, and a lot of people have forgotten what a good player he was and what he's actually achieved in Europe. And then um, after doing that, Real Madrid then said, well, we want Cristiano Ronaldo, who's effectively the same type of player. And Robinho yeah. was like, well, hang on a minute here, what more do you want me to do? Yeah. And it really put his nose out, and then, of course, he moved to City. I mean, he scored 19... Uh, sorry, he scored 12 goals in his first 19 games for oh, City. He, 11 of them were at home, I think, as well. But that's right, but, yeah. but another thing was, if you look at where he played, you know, when he played for Santos, he was in that team with, I think it was Diego and one or two other big names who yeah. now play in Europe and they were a winning team and then he went to Madrid and they were a winning team yeah. when he went to Man City because he, he gave an interview to um, a Brazilian journalist and when he went to Man City he said well we're settling for a point at, yeah. uh, yeah. to Blackburn and we're settling for a point here he said What's that all about? Yeah, but I think he's got to take a bit of responsibility for that because, well, in no, my he, opinion, yeah. the, the difference between a good, a good or great player and a special player is that a good or great player can slot into a good team and perform and stand out in that team. But a special player can lift that team. If you look at if you look at Maradona at Napoli, for example, mm. he, he he won that team the league on his well, own, you know. And at Man City, he didn't really fancy it without those world class players around him all over the pitch. That's right. And I think he wasn't ever going to be there for long term. He wanted to, like you say, he wanted to win things straight away, and that was never going to happen. Mm. I mean, it's, it's interesting that Rupert says that about Robinho's time at Real Madrid because from what I remember it although you know he had his sort of flourishes he was he was still patchy even in that season he, he still did, did sort of struggle from time to time he, he sort of, his head now, would go do you know what yeah. I mean and he just sort of he wouldn't seem up for it for a bit but then when he was he'd be superb mm. he's a sort of funny player like that well you know he's well, I hope he sorts out because I think I, I like watching him play when he's on form and I, I, like, I, I yeah. think we'd all like to see him at the World Cup yeah but uh, we'd all like to see Ronaldinho as well yeah. and Ronaldo I'd like to see ourselves. both of those more. Pele. Yeah. yeah. Romario. <laughs> Revelino. Pele will be there in some capacity, <laughs> wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The African Cup of Nations is over for oh, another year. It's a shame. Another like, time. And like, Egypt won it again. It's like when you have a nice family member over for an extended period of time in your own home and they have to leave. And you're very genuinely mm. sad that they've gone. But yeah. one that you like. Good analogy. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah, yeah, Egypt won it again. They did. They seem to have won it just by being the most organised team. Well, I was going to say, for my money, they're the best team in Africa. And I cannot... You weren't saying that before the tournament, were you, Marcus, when you were tipping other teams? Well, hang on a minute here. (laughs) Now that they've won, (laughs) I think they're really good. Nice one, Tim Lovejoy. Revisionism. 
Right, there's a couple of points there. <laughs> you're going to go through with all that. Not alphabetically. Um, you've compared me to Tim Lovejoy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that is an absolute disgrace, and I don't need to address that any further. And secondly, with regards to your predictions, I'm just going to row back a few paces. <laughs> all the way back to the boathouse, well, presumably. <laughs> I was given uh, poor, bad information. <laughs> what? <laughs> by your eyes and your brain. Your I was under the John Terry. I was given bad information <laughs> by my penis. Right. <laughs> right. You like what it? I thought was a good idea. Yeah. Okay, you're likening me to John Terry now. <laughs> yeah. okay. John Terry's penis, in a way. I, I wouldn't mind sticking a, a couple of my insults into the insult pipe, to be honest, because I uploaded a. Okay. What am I like, Idi Armin now, all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I uploaded a video of you and uh, Mr. Campbell over there from Sky Sports News, and uh, you clearly said. Right, well, that's from Sky News, actually. When... All right. All right. <laughs> Even worse. Pedant as well. A reputable news source. That's what I had, Jim, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He, uh, yeah, you said. Um, I've recourse to the best African team. Ghana might have something to say about that. <laughs> um, uh, but you that was that clearly <laughs> on yeah, television, the, Marcus. The, the, best so African team, the best African team <laughs> at the tournament, pelters. at the World Cup. But I was under the impression that Egypt were missing crucial players. And uh, and the fact that they didn't qualify for the well, World Cup suggested... Mido wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't there, and that was one of the plus points for them. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I would have predicted them to win it had I been given the right information. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope my bookkeeper is also... Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, it doesn't matter. But anyway, the, the Egypt won. Egypt won. They're good value for them. And did you see the goal that won it against uh, it was a, Ghana? It was a very, it was the boy came very... off the bench and scored again. He's again. brilliant. He got five, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. All off the bench. Scorer. All off the bench. Incredible. It was, a, it was a, a massive improvement on a really crappy game. Last five yeah. minutes. And then it just exploded. Ghana were just running and running yeah. and running in the last five yeah. minutes. Felt for Ghana, the, the Black Stars, most Def and Talib Kweli. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just... Uh, because they did did really well. I was really hoping they'd win it and sort of break the kind of... Yeah, because well, it's always nice to have a bit of variation. They were missing they some were real crucial players. You but, know. you know... The young side have done really well. That's a success for them. I'm, I'm the Pharaohs were, were worthy winners, though. Yeah. But the, the, for me, the absolute pinnacle was Pharaohs versus Desert Foxes in the semi-final. God, yeah. <laughs> <meant> that <laughs> was a game. The match of hate. <laughs> I have never seen... See, what again, how did Egypt not qualify for the World Cup? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. I have no clue. That was a real just revenge, wasn't it? Like, yeah. That semi-final it was incredible. They, eight players left in the pitch. How much does the Egyptian goalkeeper love it when Egypt scores? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like he's going to turn into a different animal. Well, that's, well, <laughs> that's the only the way thing. I can describe that the celebration. That was the thing with the, uh, with the actual final. The amount of time it took for them to restart the match. Should, they should have played about five minutes of injury time. Yeah. But, the, but, but the referee just went, no, we're over now. And did yeah. you see the bit where um, the Ghana bench, the Ghana bench, um, there's a guy sucking on a dummy? Oh, oh, was there? There's a guy just laying the same guy with a toothbrush at Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just does different things every time. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd, I mean, it was always going to take a, a bit of quality or a mistake to win that game. And it was... I think Ghana were very impressive because Egypt are, are a better side than Ghana in that match-up with, with Ghana not having their... Um, the bison. Exactly. Ghana are very young, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, they that's right, and I think the manager knew that, and he thought if we try and play a normal game, I mean, look at the chances Nigeria missed against Ghana. Yeah. If Egypt were allowed the same kind of room and, and, and Ghana weren't disciplined, then, then Egypt would hammer them. So I thought I thought I thought they did well, but the quality showed. You, you, Ghana are your African team, aren't they? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 
It's a shame for them, but you know, they'll take a lot of heart. Like, like you said, they're a young side, and they'll take a lot of heart back from that going into the World Cup. Very much. Yeah. And it, you know, it took Egypt 85 minutes to score yeah. against them, you know, and, and Egypt are a very, very it good is, side. They're easily the most technical and, as James says, organised. Well, they are, but it is African. strange how they underachieve in World Cups. I mean, yeah. they've won three times in a row, for, for God's sake. You know, they've, yeah. won, they've won the African Cup of Nations, and they can't qualify for a World Cup. So much gone wrong there. Yeah. Mm. They're never even backed when they do get there, do you know what I mean? No, no. It's also worth pointing out that Nigeria finished third. Mm. Nice guy. Kanu was there, yeah. pulling a few strings. Oh, he, he's done the old traditional, hasn't he? <laughs> the old going A1 after the African Cup of Nations. <laughs> was he? Right. How many players do that every single time? <laughs> it's like a tradition. It's not easy to get flights out of those countries. So Kanu's not going to play against Fulham Kanu, because he's not he's not come back. We did a little thing, didn't we, a few weeks ago. Somebody emailed in about stupid numbers for players. Uh, you know, Kanu was wearing the number four. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Not having Ma- that. Oh, dear. That's how old he is in centuries. I, I texted you. <laughs> That's I, the way he wears it. I texted you during the week, and uh, we always talk about Kanu being very, very old. How much has that man won? He's won everything that can mm. possibly yeah. be won yeah. apart from the World Cup. He's I've, even won the Olympic Games. He's I've won been, everything. I've been lobbying for him to get in the old Hall of Fame, haven't I? It's, I mean, <laughs> Deaf well, ears, Pete. Deaf stuff, ears. The amount of stuff he's won. He's won. Uh, think of something, he's won it. It's incredible. He, you know, the, um, the lovely touch about uh, Kanu. Was uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw, but when he um, when he scored the winner for Pompey to win the FA Cup, when they won and the final whistle went, everyone was celebrating around the pitch. He pulled he pulled a baseball cap out of his bag with just King on the front. <laughs> I put it on. We're just walking around like pointing at it. It's amazing, brilliant. But you text me at the weekend and you just bought some banana ketchup. I did, yes. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> got, to let, got to update people on what I'm doing. What's Read, it taste reading Carnu's like? Wikipedia, buying banana ketchup. I've had the mango ketchup, it's, it's not that nice. It doesn't really taste of bananas, I can tell you that. Did it make your day? <laughs> no, not really. I, oh. had, I had muffins to eat, to be honest. You, know, you, you know, saw me that day, so you can't have made your day. Do you know what made my day today? <laughs> what? I found out that Alice Cooper is amazing at golf. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a scratch yeah. golfer, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know that. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson is as well, I think. Is he? So is Tiger Woods. A dog of woods, a dog of woods. I got pipped the dad of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a few months for great dads, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> great dads! I don't know who's going to win dad of the year, but it's a pretty fierce of... competition for knob of the year. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can vote for Luke Moore in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Front runner at the moment. Too easy. So. Too easy. Yeah. Adrian Mutu has failed another drugs test. It's it's not as bad as it may seem. No, very, yeah, <laughs> no, very true. Just, yeah. um, I thought I'd just leave a little bit of silence. It's, it's not recreational. <laughs> no, no. Is, it? no. Is he still? Is he going to get absolutely hounded into the ground by Fiorentina though? Over yeah. this one? Yeah. He's going to drag him with another multi-million pound debt at a club. Yeah, there was uh, traces of the substance subutramine. I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah. uh, which is used as an appetite suppressant. <laughs> get myself some of that in, <laughs> in treatments for obesity. Well, he's he's maintaining that uh, he didn't. It wasn't listed on the on the sort of bottle. That's right. And yeah. isn't it something? Isn't it a substance that's only just been introduced has been banned? I so think it's quite it's, relatively recent. It's yeah. not as bad as all that. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean mm. I'm not excusing him because he's obviously been a little bit careless, if anything. But I don't think it's anywhere like what happened before. Oh, yeah. well, if it wasn't on the bottle, what can he do? Yeah, Why exactly. was he taking appetite suppressants? <laughs> he's got a bit of a fat. He's a bit of a fat lad. Sometimes. Is he? I yeah. think he's got that sort of gene to make him look yeah. fat. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, I think um, slim fast. <laughs> Run around. <laughs> yeah. Do some exercise. It's, it is what you do. He's tried that one. Yeah. <laughs> People in glass houses. But I, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine that. Um, I imagine that Fiorentina probably have made a statement or two or a comment or two about 
Milton being hounded by Chelsea, so yeah. I can't imagine that they'll be able, even if they want to hang him out of dry, they can't really. No. Well, uh, okay. yeah, hopefully he's... Um, I'm still on this side. I don't know why. Yeah, no, right. no, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully um, he won't get in trouble over that and they can see the sense that yeah. seems to be there. Um, Milan have lost more ground on Inter with a, a one-all draw with Livorno. Home to Livorno as well. Yeah, a couple of people have emailed in saying that they watched the game looking out for Ronaldinho with his form of late and he, d- he didn't perform. Well, he post, didn't he? As he started touting him, <laughs> yeah. he had the worst game ever against Inter yeah. and he's not really been at the races since. Inter- interestingly, Livorno, I'm pretty sure their best player when they got promoted into Serie A was Diamante, who's now at West Ham. Oh, right. So mm. I'm not sure who they've replaced him with. I'm not up on Livorno that much but I mean, it's a great away point for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and, and Jose's been piping up again saying that Milan are always uh, being awarded penalties <laughs> and like some of the Milan guys have gone, oh, oh great, we're not going to get a penalty now yeah, for yeah. the next three months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what's, a, what's a, a great little touch in Italy is you've seen the referees have their names in the back of their shirts. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> cool. so, so you can, you what you can do is you can make a note of it and for next time you can say, oh, it's that ref from there. Or is it just me, it's just me that does that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably just me, isn't it? That's lovely. In the, it's in, cool, though. I reckon they should do it in English, English refs. In La Liga, um, there was a couple of lovely little setups for goals, wasn't there? Oh, there were a cu- literally a couple of lovely little setups. <laughs> there was uh, Jesus Navas. You, you say lovely little so much now, people aren't going to realise you're taking the piss at AJ Red. They're just going to think you're doing it. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Navas, um, who is a lovely little player, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, he supplied uh, a pass to uh, Negredo for uh, a beautiful finish. But the pass, did you see it? He kind of. Oh, the t- pass was literally from Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He kind of, uh, you know, that thing like Nanny did against the two Arsenal players yeah. when he was that little sort of Redknapp went mental about that. Yeah, did you he see loved it. it. Yeah. He oh, could, it was a great bit of play. He's beside himself though. It's not the best thing he's ever seen. It was a great little bit of play, but he um, uh, he set his man up there and, and Negredo chipped in over the keeper. What was skill of the weekend in La Liga, though, Marcus? Well, I thought it was that one. It wasn't. <laughs> Luke wasn't. needs a bit of space to talk about Gooty's back heel. I, I, but the thing is, though, it's one of those things that actually rendered me speechless. It wasn't enough because I was watching. I wish you come in and do it in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> enough that I had to send a text to everyone I know. But um, also, um, all four of us got. That. I had to ring you. I had to ring someone. I had to ring. <laughs> and say, Have you seen what just happened? <laughs> and for me, it was a, a super. And everyone's been saying. Some people have been what I would call them killjoys have <laughs> been saying um, oh yeah but he only did that because he hasn't got a right foot and because he can't finish and because he's rubbish bollocks <laughs> brilliant it, it, was, said a, it brilliant. was a lovely piece of work he, he was said running it. he was running then he back heeled it was enjoyable what happened was, was all about. in case anybody didn't see it um, I'm sure we put that up on Ramble well, I'm sure everyone worth their salt has seen it hopefully well he ran through on goal um, and there was a few defenders in the box so it wasn't like he was you know the nearest man was 10, 15 yards behind him, but he ran through on the keeper. And instead of shooting, which, he, you know, one probably f- thinks he should have done, yeah. back-heeled it beautifully to set up Benzema. But d- the yeah. amount of players he took out by doing yeah. that back-heel, he, yeah. the keeper just went, whoa! Yeah. You know, we talk about and Benzema sometimes. had an empty net to put it in. We talk about skills sometimes, which are like, people don't try them because they're too hard. That yeah. sort of thing, to, to a lot of players in professional football would never even enter their that's head. Right, mm. That's right, that's yeah. right. He didn't look up, he didn't look behind him like, very, for very a long selfless. time. I've always been a... a com- Massive, huge fan of Guti. You have, yeah. Um, Michel Salgado um, actually summed it up quite well when he pundited on the game against Deportivo, and he said, in his opinion, and he's obviously played with them both, he said, if Guti had it right in the head, he'd be as good as Zidane, he said. 
My goodness. And another very good friend of mine went to see Real Madrid under the, Gal- the first Galacticos era um, at the Bernabeu, and he said that um, he was surprised but delighted that Guti was actually the best player there. Oh, right. He said he was unbelievable. He said, he said it was like the football was like part of his body. And a good head of hair. Oh, he's a wonderful-looking fellow as well. Emails. Yes, yes, it is. Email time. And Gentle Jim, I'd like you to go first. <laughs> <laughs> OK, um... <laughs> It's a very, very succinct start to this one. Things heard at matches. <laughs> These comments were heard at the same match and said by the same man. The ground was Shieldfield Park, home of the mighty Berwick Rangers, the theatre of disappointment. Ooh. First was directed at the match official after a late tackle on a Rangers player. Hey, referee, never mind booking him, split his fucking lip. Bloody hell. Right. Second was a shout of encouragement as Rangers pressed for the win and were awarded a corner. Come on, Rangers, pepper their box with attack-minded players. <laughs> That's a very comprehensive instruction. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, in response to an ageing travelling supporter with a 60-a-day rasp, Oh, shut up, fucking monster's voice! <laughs> Isn't that what HMV stands for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something similar to that. Yeah. Very good. Who's that from? Stephen. That is from, yes, sorry, that is from Stephen Atterson, Berwick upon Tweed. Thank you very much. I've been through Berwick upon Tweed. It's right on the cusp between England and Scotland. <laughs> good. Um, uh, Luke, tell us something we don't know. Um, through an email. Like Anne Robinson, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did a little bit, didn't he? <laughs> and he gave me a little wink as well. I think it was unrelated. I'm going to read that email out. This is from <laughs> Scott Swifty Swift. Yep. Never trust a man who gives himself a nickname. We well, might not have done. It might have been given to him by someone else, Marcus. Exactly. Very good point. at school with that one. Evening Ramblers, bit of a feel-good one for you. Ooh. I listen to your lovely, lovely ramble on my way, drudging to work on the bus every morning. Well, that's only once a week, so... He drudges <laughs> on hey, a maybe. bus. I've <laughs> never seen anyone drudge on a bus. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you, not drudging. <laughs> You've never met Scott Swifty Swift. No, no heavy drudging. Uh, I'm often left laughing out loud. There was always this fit girl who usually said, shared the monotony of my 7.30 bus rides. I ended up sat next to her a few times, but didn't know how to spark up a conversation. Conversation without seeming like a rapist in brackets <laughs> in brackets in brackets I am a rapist yeah. <laughs> in brackets does this cloth smell of chloroform to you <laughs> naughty eventually on a night out with the lads and a local boozer way <laughs> I saw her and eventually managed to start a conversation she seemed a bit scared of me really and I thought my luck was out a <laughs> uh, few drinks later turns out she thought I was insane because, oh. because she was sat across from me on the bus on the Thursday morning while I was sniggering listening to a weekly ramble on the upside, though, once proven that I was slightly sane, me and Katie have now been together three months, and she sometimes even listens to the ramble with me. Hey. She thinks you're all funny, but a bit strange. Love the pod. <laughs> Cheers, Scott Swifty Swift. Is That's that, amazing. Is that the first ramble couple? Yeah, I think it might be. We'll be invited to the wedding. <laughs> I shall probably be best man. Do a live, uh, do a live podcast. <laughs> yeah. He can do a bit of drudging. It'll yeah. be lovely. <laughs> can't right. be, can't be MCs rudging down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous, and, and that leaves us with Pete, Petey Donaldson. Well, Pete on. I, I always get the uh, emails from the fellas with the hilarious names. Uh, this man's uh, called Mike Slaughter, which I quite like. <laughs> it's like laughter. With Mike, an S Mike on the Slaughter. Front. Yeah. Mike Sla- Hello, Mike Slaughter uh, from Cam- Canterbury. He says, "All right, Ramblers. After seeing clips of him on YouTube, I thought I'd see if you were aware of possibly the greatest football commentator ever, Mr. Ray Hudson, a Geordie man who commentates on Gold TV in Uruguay as an English language commentator, and the man has come up with some of the best quotes." I've ever heard. I want to know how he got that job. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a bit weird, yeah. isn't it? You're, you can speak English. You do it. Yeah. Uh, some of my favourites include <laughs> as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. <laughs> 
Good. <laughs> like a Jedi Knight. No, better than that, a Templar Knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not better. Yeah, I know, Templar sense. Knights are not better. No. Oh, my days. Uh, merciless like Kathy Bates with that sledgehammer. Remember that misery? <laughs> he has to explain it. <laughs> for Uruguay and Stephen King fan. Standing open with his arms out like a windmill begging for the ball. <laughs> 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 very good. Very, um, very odd. And possibly the best of them all is his rant against tennis players and Tom Cruise, which needs to be seen <laughs> to be believed. Will you stop talking about tennis players and Hollywood actors, Phil? It's the gladiators out there, man, not tennis players. <laughs> what? what he's gone mental. <laughs> Maybe it's not a surprise that he's based in South America, not England. Still, we can only hope that one day he'll replace the absolute shit commentators that are on Sky. Keep up the good work, Mike Slaughter. Thank you very Brilliant. much. Brilliant. Really really if we can get a clip of him, let's do it because he sounds how, amazing how did Mike Slaughter I'm mean, presuming he was in Uruguay but I mean yeah. hopefully he can tell us <laughs> tell us Mike Slaughter <laughs> so who's going to get the uh, championship manager goodie bag it's got to be the man who's the found romance. himself a girl- girlfriend yeah. he could share it he could share it with his, with his newfound love they that's can right it together. Yeah. and like Ramblio and Juliet oh dear <laughs> Steve, Steve Scott Swifty Swift. Swift. Scott Swifty Swift. Yeah. Sorry. Good lad. Congratulations, Scott. The uh, the championship manager goodie bag will be on its way to you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again where we do a profile. Very <laughs> <laughs> sick. Well, profile time. Yeah. As someone might say, we we talk about South American players a lot. This man is a South American legend. Yeah. It's Rene Higuita. Oh. <laughs> This will oh. be fun. <laughs> the, 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 the ex-Columbian goalkeeper. Well, he's still, still Colombian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was the Colombian national team goalkeeper once upon a time. He's only five foot nine. Yes, brilliant, mm. isn't it? I, I, I remember. I, I know that fact because I remember there, like, one of the tabloids did um, did a bit, little bit of a profile on him when he did the scorpion kick for the first time, which I'm sure you'll come on to. Mm. And it was like he's five foot nine. I couldn't believe that at the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, he was uh, born on the 27th of August 1966. Oh, in, yeah, thank you. Um, in the uh, in the barrios of uh, Medellin in uh, in Colombia, which of course is the, uh, the the slums, the favelas, you know. Yeah. And at the time when he, I mean, he was born into uh, a country where it was all going rapidly downhill with regards to, to drugs and guerrilla warfare and all sorts of awful things. Yeah. Hair. <laughs> he had a great head of hair. Yeah, still has. Um, yeah, he brought um, it back. He uh, he was um, he was raised by his grandmother in in, in the slums there, um, but uh, he loved football and he grew into a very special goalkeeper. I think we can all agree. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he played in in what is now known as Colombia's uh, Colombian football's golden age, uh, both with the national team and probably most successfully with Atletico Nacional, uh, where he was South American club champions. They're a big team. They were a huge team. South American club champions. They won the Libertadores in nineteen eighty nine. They did indeed. Yeah. Um, but football fans loved him everywhere because there was a, a real sense that that he just seemed to play for fun and if I may uh, quote someone quite early on uh, Tim Vickery who does the, um, mm. the the South American blogs for the BBC of course he said there is no better reason for Higita to be remembered he was years ahead of his time and he really was and still is yeah. <laughs> I mean if, if that's the way it's going I'm looking yeah. forward to the future start of goalkeeping <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, absolutely bloody exactly yeah. <laughs> um, as Alan Partridge would say and uh, he was in the Colombian youth team 
um, in the uh, South American Youth Cup in Paraguay, and he was seen uh, playing very well there. And he was uh, given a contract with the with the famous Millonarios of uh, Bogota. He played one season there, sixteen appearances and five goals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that was before he went back to his hometown of uh, uh, Medellin to play for Atletico Nacional. Now, he was a real pioneer when it came to um, a, being a goalkeeper who would actually come out and have a touch of the ball. Yeah, he he wouldn't just hoof it. He he had skill. He was good with the ball at his feet. He had, uh, you know, he would he would really want the ball. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. a really odd thing, isn't it? I mean, he almost played like a sweeper from what I saw. Him. Very much so. Yeah. So for for a goalkeeper to to, to really encourage play, and this was at a time before the back pass rule. Yeah. Mm. As well. That's where you really get the sense that he did play for fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he wanted totally. to just have a bit of a dribble for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> see if he could score. <laughs> um, Five goals in like 16 games. That's, that's decent. Emil <laughs> yeah. Heskey would be happy with that. That's John Utaka. Yeah. Um, we'll not have his name spoken on this book. I told you. <laughs> yes, right. I told yeah. you about that. Um, and and he, it was him actually who really forged the style of, of the Colombian team of the late 80s and early 90s because with Higuita behind them, the defensive line could push right up the field because as you say Luke he played like a sweep because they wanted just to get away from him give it a and they would uh, they, so they pressed the opposition to try and win the ball back and people likened it to, to I mean this is how kind of you know outstanding this style of play was you know people were, were saying it was almost like um a Colombian twist on the uh, the Holland side of seventy four. You know, I mean, obviously not as nearly as successful, but mm. you know the, the style of the play and uh, the coach. Well, at the well time. you said they weren't as successful, but they were very hotly tipped for ninety four in the World well, Cup ninety four, and they did okay in ninety. They could have gone further than they did as well. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to that. I mean, the, the coach at the time, uh, Francisco um, Manturana, he um, he said that uh, you know Huguita was was huge uh, player for them, and he said it, it gives us something no one else has, and we take full advantage with Ren is sweeper we have 11 outfield players hmm. um, he said uh, Jan Jongblad the, the Holland keeper in the 74 World Cup also operated as a sweeper with a difference the Dutchman came out just to boot the ball into the stands Higuita can do much more hmm. well, give it away to Roger Miller well having said all that, <laughs> yeah. said all that unfortunately there is the harsh uh, reality yeah, that, the, uh, the downside it was um Awfully exploited on the world <laughs> yeah. stage by Roger Miller and Cameroon, which we've talked about in the Cameroon profile, mm. of course. Um, but uh, just touching back on his uh, club career, he, he's, um, I suppose his golden period was for Atletico Nacional between 86 and 92, and he um, made uh, 112 appearances for them. And he won the Copa Libertadores, as mm. you say, in the Colombian Championship. Mm. Um, but... Uh, you 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 have to say when talking about Higuita that there's a lot of controversy that, mm. that, that surrounds the man and 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 at the time in Colombia certainly at that, that time a lot of the um, the drug cartels and he makes John Terry look like a yeah, choir boy basically oh, yeah. <laughs> he does it properly <laughs> makes him look like dad of the year <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well uh, yeah the, a lot of the drug cartels were. Um, you know, had their their teams that they pretty much ran, and Pablo Escobar, aka the Devil, you mm. know, uh, who was the huge uh, drug baron, of, El Diablo, uh, you know, dealt like eighty percent of the world's cocaine at yeah. the time or something. Um, you know, he was reportedly friends with Higita because yeah. he was the big man behind that that club. Uh, Higita visited him in jail. Higita also. Uh, I mean, he would. He got caught up in a bit of all this, you know. Didn't he get caught up in some sort of kidnapping ransom? Um, well, he did, money yeah. running. And he stuff he, like he that. once phoned um, Escobar's uh, brother, who was in jail, to help him out because he. Uh, 
punched a, a, a journalist. God. And he was like, well, I don't want this to come out, so, <laughs> yeah. you know. Who can I ring? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The man who pretty much runs things around yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that it is a completely different world, or it was a completely oh, different world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we can't even begin to uh, to tap into that kind of society, you know. Mm. But as you say, there, there was that, that awful time when there was an 11-year-old girl kidnapped and the father, because Higita was known for his criminal contacts, the father wanted Higita to hand over the ransom. Mm. Um, and But Higita, he handed over the ransom, but for his troubles, he got some money for it. Yeah. And that was where the uh, the crime was committed, the fact that Higita profited from this. And so he was put in jail for seven months, and that cost him a place at the World Cup 94. Mm. Remember it well, um, but uh, but just before we go into that, I'd just like to to say that the uh, one final thing about his Atletico Nacional uh, careers um, when they played in the Copa Libertadores, the final, the two legged final was two all in aggregate, and the match went to sudden death on penalties, and Higuita saved four out of nine penalties. Wow, he was a great hero. Yeah, yeah. Did he score any? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably scored all, all of them. All, yeah. all ten or whatever <laughs> yeah. would have been, you know. Interestingly enough, though, uh, when Higita was released um, from prison, he said, the best moments of my life are the ones I spent in jail. In jail, I found a different kind of loyalty from the so-called delinquent, the so-called narco-trafficker, the so-called terrorist. I learned to know his heart. And it well, is they say so-called, but that is actually what they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, so we said he, unfortunately, missed the 94 World Cup. But as you said, Luke, they were hotly tipped. I mean, going into that tournament, um, they were on uh, a run of one defeat in 34 games. They, they beat Argentina 5-0 in Buenos Aires. Argentina as well, yeah. yeah. Um, which is the first time Argentina had ever lost a World Cup qualifier at home, I believe. Mm. Um, but Colombia weren't the same side without him. Do you remember that, that crazy bird man? Yeah! That would go to their matches yeah, and totally, like, hang yeah. off the, the sort of uh, upper tiers of the stadium. a gay Batman, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but he was covered in the, fla- in the colours of the Colombian flag. Yeah, yeah. he was at 90 in 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah really great shout, Joe. Valderrama, eh? What a man. Oh, yeah, well, it was, was some there. team, wasn't it, thinking about it? Rincon as well, Freddie Rincon. Yeah. Aspria. Aspria, yeah. Um, but, uh, of course, at the 94 World Cup, again, you know, as you say, Pete, we can't begin to uh, tap into that kind of society because Andres Escobar was killed for scoring a costly own goal. And, uh, Festino Aspria later said that, that during the national anthems um, before that game, uh, I think it was against the US where, where Escobar scored the own goal, there was so much pressure on them, but so much... You know nonsense happening off the you know back home. Yeah. That Aspria said later that um, during the national anthems he was glancing around the stadium wondering where a shot was going to come from. Well, apparently when Escobar got shot, he got shot twelve times, and the gunman allegedly shouted "goal" after every bullet, oh. after every shot. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's different. Like Pizza's different world. Crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but Higuita uh, played in all 68 times for his country and scored eight goals. Um, and if we... Uh, it's better than Heskey. <laughs> but <laughs> if we, we, can, we have to mention his uh, scorpion kick. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, and, and I was saying this to someone the other day, the greatest thing, the greatest contribution to football that Jamie Redknapp <laughs> <laughs> is, is supplying the uh, the misplaced cross yeah. which set up René Higuita to do terribly misplaced as well yeah. Yeah. it's almost like he was expecting him to do it and it was offside so Higuita knew that didn't he no he really never he, he heard the whistle he said did he he knew it was offside oh ok right but I mean it doesn't take anything away from it it's still amazing yeah. well, I remember that? that so clearly yeah. it was mental 
It was, and it was a friendly, wasn't it? I, uh, but I sort yeah. of think that he would have done that at a World Cup final. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> that was his only reason for trying to get to a World Cup. Final. <laughs> South American Cubans are mental. A friend of mine, he uh, used to play in a team in America. This was this was years ago, back in the seventies, and they were a really good team. They were made up of um, non-American players, effectively, a lot of British guys, and there was a few others. And they had a Colombian goalkeeper. And in training, he used to do this thing where. Again, why? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he would, if he wanted to distribute the ball out to one of like the fullbacks or something really quickly, he'd turn round, lob the ball against his own crossbar, and it would fly out to the player. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, That's he, amazing. He said he never missed. That's it amazing. It was inch perfect, and he did it once in a game, and they all went mental at him, and he never did it again. <laughs> I'd be loving it. Why I'd be celebrating. Do, but why, imagine that if he if he just turned around and lobbed it in his own net and missed. <laughs> <laughs> that is class. Oh my. Goodness, yeah. Gosh. Get him in here. <laughs> well, the scorpion kick came uh, from when he was doing a soft drink uh, TV commercial, and he said he was filming the advert with some kids, and one of them was uh, doing all sorts of tricks and, and chips. He said he was chipping the ball over Higita and collecting the ball, and Higita said, well, I had to do something. Yeah. And so as he kicked it over him, he, boom, he did the scorpion kick. He just whipped it out. Have you ever tried doing took, it? Took the kid out. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would have tried doing a scorpion kick before in the past. I think I did. Yeah, I think it's I really hard. It's very really, really yeah. hard. Well, I tried to do it in his, uh, in his testimonial, didn't he? Uh, he did it. He did do it in his testimonial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, yeah. wasn't as uh, fully featured as, as He's his... He's 43, Pete. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to come on to it? With oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um... Well, he, you know, he's um, he's had a very colourful footballing career on and, and and off the field as well. Of course, didn't he play mentioned. for Real Valladolid as well? He did, yeah, for he, a brief match, very time, much. Yeah, Spain. he did play in Europe. He yeah, was yeah. their coach for a bit as well. He was, I think he was goalkeeper. That's coach. right. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Good point. Well made. Uh, he did uh, make an appearance on uh, a Colombian uh, reality TV show. <laughs> And he underwent cosmetic surgery live on television. I think we spoke about this when, this, when this happened. Right. Yeah. He said, uh, I am tired of being ugly, Rene. Now I want to be <laughs> handsome, Rene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Um, uh, but he, uh, he has... Uh, he's a nutter. He's, he's, <laughs> he's declared his, uh, his support for Hugo Chavez, Venezuelan president, yeah. which makes anybody a nutter. If all of them do that. All yeah, of, them of course do they that, do. Yeah. He's mates with Maradona. This is a big boys club. But as you say, his farewell match was uh, was very recently, and he, he pulled on the old Atletico Nacional shirt. Just about, I think. He scored an absolute <laughs> dinger of a free kick as well. <laughs> <laughs> the top corner stuff it was. <laughs> really goalkeeper did. didn't exactly try too hard, but you know, oh, the goalkeeper. Oh, oh, no. Seriously, that got he would not. Have, I think we mentioned it a couple of, couple of um, episodes ago. But even if the keeper had no way, he'd have stopped it. Mm. The, but he went. He scored a goal when he went around the keeper as well. The defenders just didn't yeah. bother yeah, defending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Valderrama was in that game. Aspria. Um, he had a lot that match, didn't he? Yeah. You know, the scorpion well, it will kick. have done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> scorpion kick, the free kick. The, yeah. I mean, presumably he's never going to get another drugs test in his life. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> off their face! Yeah. <laughs> Where's Adrian Mutu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he did get done, actually. I forgot to mention when he was playing in Ecuador, I think, for, yeah. for cocaine. But uh, I think it was about a five or six match ban. Or so. <laughs> is, that, is that true? <laughs> is that true? In, in, Colombia, in Colombia, though, you can go to prisons and it's kind of like the wardens just let you do cocaine with the prisoners. It's mental. Why it's do you know this? <laughs> I do a little tour. <laughs> <laughs> It's calling my crazy I can't sleep to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he delivered an emotional speech to the fans at the end. The fans go mental mm. for him. That was wonderful There stuff. was loads of banners just saying, gracias, Rene. Yeah. Loads of them. Yeah, oh, he's dearly loved. He said, uh, he said, it's impossible to know you and not love you. 
He said, I am uh, not a perfect being. I am just a poor sinner. But thanks to my country, uh, which I carry in my heart, I hope we will live in peace, that we can all look at each other in the face, shake hands, hug, and that the hostages return to their homes. This is what I ask of the authorities and the armed groups. Oh. Oh. Get him in. Put him on that plane. <laughs> Go on, ugly Rene. Yeah. No handsome Rene now. Yeah. Dean Wendat's Hall of Fame Rene. I mean, yeah, there yeah. are some mental goalkeepers in there already, but I think he's probably the king. <laughs> Until if, Jens has got to raise his game a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Jens goes in, we'll have a, um, a barbershop quartet of mental keepers. It'll be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, the uh, email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. And why not come along? to the website thefootballramble.com there's all sorts of lovely things on there and all sorts of blogs may I personally recommend the Jim Lovetoy blog <laughs> who's also operating on Twitter yeah. is Jim Lovetoy uh, chaps do we have any notices uh, of course we've still got the, the uh, betway.com forward slash the football ramble yep. uh, where us lot we, we, t- we take on each other uh, trying to predict uh, the weekend scores I think uh, James is top of the league at the moment yeah I'm sort of coming up though I'm not as bad as I used to be I've, I've, <laughs> I've gone for some fairly and that safe. is the benchmark we set for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> I've gone <laughs> a fairly safe bet. I'm going for uh, Man City uh, an away win against Hull. Man City's away record isn't that fantastic, <laughs> but I think they could probably sneak past Hull, to be honest. Mm. I've gone for Villa away to Spurs. Oh, it's a difficult game to call, that. Oh, yeah, is, right? why, yeah, why would you do that? Well, I think, I think Villa are playing well at the moment. I fancy them. Fair enough. Oh, enough said. The spoils mm. will be larger if you win. There yeah. we are. I've I've gone for Birmingham to beat Wolves because that's what I think's going to happen. He's better than Derby. He's better than Derby. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Speaking of which, I've gone for Liverpool home to Everton. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, betway.com forward slash the football ramble if you want to uh, laugh at our incompetence and bet yourself. And thank you very much to all who voted for us at the Soccer Lens Awards. We won. We did. We won three. We won. <laughs> we won. Uh, readers and editors' choice for best podcast of 2009 and funniest website. Yeah, Jim Lovetoy was delighted about that. He, he doesn't won. understand it, but he's happy. <laughs> the website's only been up since about September. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Some remarkable fast work there. Yeah. No, thank you very much, everybody. Yeah, yeah, genuinely, genuinely. Thank yeah, you to amazing. everybody that voted for us. Much appreciated. That one's for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and God. <laughs> Don't bring him into this. He has <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's my belief. Um, right, well, uh, it's time for you boys to say goodbye. Pete, you're going to go first. Helga! Uh, I can't do it. Goodbye. There you go. Manage it. Uh, James or Jim? Goodbye. And Luke? Goodbye. Uh, we're all off to wind out of the year. Cheers. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.